Hey navigators, how's everybody doing today? Ah, well, it's a little bittersweet for me. Uh, tomorrow, see, you guys know I record these early, right? Well, tomorrow is the fourth, which is going to be the five-year anniversary that Carbon went to Jesus. It's a sad day for me. But then at the same time, Saturday is Garmin's sixth birthday. And so that's a fun time. So, you know, the, these next couple of days are kind of an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, how's everybody doing? I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with the questions and answers. And hopefully that uh, maybe got some of you guys thinking and, you know. Maybe I'll get some more questions. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anyway, so <clears throat> today, what I want to talk about is transportation. Now, I know you guys have heard many, 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 many of my transportation stories. So I have so many Uber stories. I, I just... It's unreal. Um, but really what I want to talk about is I I went in. I got to thinking about it. Okay, so here. Let me back up a little. Back up the train. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Let's try again. So when I first got Garmin using Rideshare, Uber, Lyft, with a dog was a new experience for me because that, that wasn't something that was available when I had carbon. And so, you know, when we were in class, they kind of talked to us about it and, you know, um, gave us some tips on how to navigate using this, using those apps and stuff. So the first time I used an app with Garmin, it was Lyft and I, you know, the, I thought, well, I'm going to bring a, a towel and, you know, or whatever and lay it down so it kind of reduces the dog hair. Because I remember before I went and got him, I remember one of the drivers talking to me about how, I can't remember if it was Uber or Lyft, but how um, other passengers get uh, nitpicky. And if the, there's hair or anything in the back seat, they ding the drivers on their stars and that that's not fair for the driver necessarily. And so I decided I'm going to bring a big, uh, either a little throw blanket or a really big beach towel. And so the girl picks me up and she's in this little SUV type thing. And as I'm going to lay the towel down, Garmin just jumps up on the seat, just jumps right up on the seat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Garmin, get down, get down. I'm trying to get him down. And she's like, no, nah, it's fine. I have dogs. I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. It was leather, leather seats. So it wasn't a big deal with the hair. And she was so, she was like, ah, it's fine. No big deal. I was like, hmm, all right. This may not be so bad after all. Then the next time we used Uber and it was uh, my roommate, Justin. He got the Uber. And I'll never forget it. This little punk drives up in his little 
hot rod looking car and his license plate was uber god like give me a friggin break and as i start to get in with the dog and justin's going around the other side to get in he's like whoa 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 you can mm -mm. he didn't want to bring the want the dog in the car and i said sir i said you know it is the law you have to allow the dog it's you know he argued with me a little bit and justin is in some aspects more hot-headed than me i know that's hard to imagine but he's just like when you signed up to be an uber driver you saw you read the terms and conditions and the agreements and you know that you have to allow this dog and even if you didn't you it's too bad you signed it and this is my car i don't have to let him in blah 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 so I was just like, whatever, I'm this, whatever. So we go inside and Justin reports it to Uber and they actually called and we explained what happened. And I don't know what happened from there. They never got back to us. And, you know, when I was trying to think of a, of an episode to do this week, I thought, well, I've used both and have had completely different experiences. So I wonder what the policies say. I wonder how alike they are. So I did a little research and what I found was kind of interesting. Um, for one thing, I noticed that Uber didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. It was mostly, um, like they both Uber and Lyft both agree on what a guy or what a service animal is. And that is an, an animal that is trained to perform a task that helps a person with a disability. Lyft, I kind of liked because in their policies, it specifically says a service animal is not a pet. And Ubers didn't say that anywhere in it. And I like that additional um, definition because if you, I don't know if you've heard the episode when I talked about the last time I took an Uber and the guy was like, no, nah, that's a pet. And I said, no, sir, this is a service dog and it's not a pet. Is it a human? No, it's a dog. Then it's a pet. No, it's not a pet. And so it was a big argument and then he threw his trash at me and it was a big debacle. And that one, I call, well, you couldn't, I couldn't call Uber anymore. There was no way, well, no, I'm sorry. I couldn't call him the first time, but I sent an email. I, I reported it and they did call me and I told him exactly what happened. And once again, I have no idea what happened. Now, both Uber and Lyft say that there is uh, no exceptions policy and that um, once it's investigated, if it's found to be true, they deactivate your account automatically because it, you have to abide by the law. Um, I did like, I think it was Ubers. Give me just a second to double check, but I did like um, 
one of them said, uh, yeah, I do believe it was actually Uber. Um, it says that, uh, uh oh, now my train derailed. Why do I do that? I'm sorry, guys. I have 5 million things going on and I was trying to look at one thing and then I forgot what I was looking for. Ah! Oh, well, it'll come back to me. Um, but the consequences have been specific. It is said, you know, termination, but I, I don't know it, you know, the, as the passenger, we don't know what, um, the resolution is they don't, they don't call us back and tell us. And I guess I understand that because, you know, it's not really our business if somebody got fired from their job, you know? So I kind of get it, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, when we're treated that way, we do deserve some kind of closure, you know? And, and so for that not to, to, you know, have that closure, it's a, it's a little hard, but I mean, no matter what you won't get, um, you won't get matched with that driver again. So there is that. Um, also the, the interesting thing that I saw was that, um, in, in both policies, it says that if a driver isn't sure if a dog is a service animal, that they are allowed to ask the two qualifying questions. What are the two qualifying questions? I'm so glad you asked because I'm going to tell you right now. So this is, I've, I've talked about it before, but I'll tell it again. This is across the board, all that any business with a few exceptions is allowed to ask. One, is that a service animal? And two, what is that? What is, what task is he trained to perform? They're, they're not, this is where I kind of have a problem. The law says you don't have to show any kind of proof. They don't have to be registered. They don't have to wear any kind of special tag. Um, and that's where I have an issue. Both of these policies say that service animal fraud is rare, but it may be rare in their realm, but in my realm, it's not rare. You know, all somebody's got to do is say, yeah, this is my my service animal. And what is he trained to do? He's trained to keep my heart rate down or I don't know, whatever, you know, and, and honestly, the policies, you know, they say it, if you're still unsure, just say yes, because you don't want to risk deactivating your own account by refusing service to somebody because you think that their dog is not a service animal. And so, you know, they put it, they put a in a really good and clear example, um, that because 
the the Uber, it asks, you know, I'm an independent contractor, so can't it be my choice? And and the answer is no, because even as an independent contractor, you're still required to follow the law. And in this case, the law is you are not allowed to deny or discriminate against anyone with the service animal. And so it's similar to um, the law is you and all your passengers have to wear your seatbelts. It's the same kind of thing. You know, yes, it's in Uber's policies, but it's also the law. So any law that there is for, you know, driving or whatever, it's, it's going to be the same kind of thing because you have to allow the service animal. And I get it. And, and that's why I don't necessarily agree with the not. I feel like, um, because it does, uh, which one is it? It's lift. I believe that actually goes into more detail, um, about, about, where and how and um uh, hang on one second oh okay you know it's uber uber specifically says that if a driver has allergies a fear or even um religious objections to having the animal in the car it doesn't matter they still have to allow a service animal and and I like that Uber specifically points that out. It lifted not. Um, but I will say this. If I'm going to rent someone's house and they are allowed to ask me for documentation to prove that this is a, a legitimate legal service animal, I feel like if I am riding in somebody's personal vehicle, they should be allowed to ask the same. I... I really don't know how many guide dog users agree with me on that, but I feel like if they were allowed to ask for documentation, the fraud that we do see would be completely eliminated because if you, you know, if it's a real legitimate, I mean, these dogs are, they go through extensive training, no matter what the, what the service they perform is they go through extensive training and for them for it for them to now be lumped in with all these other random dogs that people just want to take everywhere is kind of insulting to be honest i mean and i i don't mean that to be rude but the fact of the matter is it's it's the dog is something that I use in order to be able to get around and to, to now have to argue with drivers because there's not a policy where they're allowed to ask for documentation. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, and having said that, that kind of takes me to the, the department of transportation thing. Um, you guys know how I, I have talked to you guys about the, um, um, having to fill out that form and provide all the shot records and all that nonsense, um, at the airport. And 
okay, so at the airport, I have to provide documentation now. I still don't understand why I don't have to for Uber and Lyft. Again, I know people may not agree with me. And I'll tell you what, the people that most of the people that don't agree with me are the people that have a fake service animal. Now, I have a very, very good friend, Dan. Dan, I love you to pieces if you're listening. Dan is a paraplegic. He's in a wheelchair. He broke his back when he was 15. And he's about my age now. And uh, he has trained his dogs, each of his dogs. He has trained them, them himself and gotten them certified as help dogs. They help him get in and out of his wheelchair, or if he falls, he can brace on them. Um, the dog helps him grab items that he can't grab. There's a lot of services or a lot of tasks that they perform. And yes, Dan trained them himself but he did get them legally certified. And that's where the, the disconnect is, is you could train your dog all you want, but if your dog is not certified, then it's not a service animal. I'm sorry, it just isn't. And you can disagree with me all you want, send me emails, that's fine. I don't, you know, it's whatever. Um, that's just how it is. Um, so when all this was all going down and there was all these, uh, random attacks um, at the airport of so-called service dogs attacking people um, happened a couple of years ago, but it happened several times. And so um, the Department of Transportation in December of 2020 came up with their final ruling on, on service animals traveling by air. Now, this may sound a little monotoned because some of it I have to read because I didn't, I was not able to memorize all of it because it's a lot. So just bear with me. Um, but the first thing it does is it defines service animal, lines it up with the definition of the ADA, that it's a dog individually trained to perform work or tasks for the person with the disability. And so they're getting their definition in line with the de definition of the Americans with Dis Disabilities Act. And, and that's important um, because it makes for consistency, right? You want it all to be consistent. Um, okay. It also, this one is a little, a little, see, these next two are kind of confusing to me. I don't quite get them, but um, it no longer recognizes um, emotional support animals as service animals, but it does require, um, that airlines treat, uh, psychiatric service animals the same as other service animals. So, um, I guess that just kind of means, uh, PTSD dogs, and such. Um, I think it's important that a lot of times service animals are used for disabilities that are not visible to the eye until an episode occurs. Like you don't know somebody has epilepsy until they have a seizure 
So um, I think it's just trying to make make accommodation for that as well, which is fine. I I think that's awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. It also um, here's the thing. It allows the airlines to allow the forms adopted by the DOT attesting to a service animal, the health, their uh, their shots, their temperament, all of that. That's that form I have to fill out every time that I go fly. Okay. That I go fly anywhere. Sorry, Garmin just came and yawned and sounds like Chewbacca. <laughs> um, let's see. Also, um, it also prohibits this. I did not know this. Um, but it no longer do a person with disability have to, um, go to the, to the desk. You don't have to physically go check in. You can, um, when you, when you book your flight, Number one, when you book your flight, a lot of times in the accommodation sections, you can click that you're blind or otherwise impaired or whatever, and then it gets printed on your ticket. And then when you get to the gate, then you can provide your DOT paperwork to the people at the gate before you pre-board. That way, I mean, this is if you're not checking bags. That way, I mean you can just avoid it. You all you have to do is go straight to security, you know, and go from there. And that I didn't know that. I I still have kept on going to the um uh kept going to the to the desk. Um let's see. Hang on one second. It also, hold on, interesting. It also is allowing a single passenger to travel with up to two service animals, which I don't really understand that. Why? I don't understand why you need two service animals. So I don't know, but that's what the law says, or that's what the the new ruling says. So that's what the new ruling says. Um, let's see. It also allows airlines um, to require service animals to be harnessed, leashed, or tethered at all times, which they should be anyways. You know, I mean, really, in all reality, um, it also uh, continues to allow um, airlines to um, refuse you to allow you bring. Sorry, let me try that again. Airlines are allowed to refuse your service dog if it shows any kind of aggressive behavior or anything like that, um, and that's important uh, because you know. If the if the if the person with the disability has, it's like the girl that worked for my daughter, who supposedly had this emotional support dog that 
growled and lunged at a lady holding a baby. Like, that's not acceptable. In the same manner, if they're starting to board the plane and your dog starts growling and barking at somebody, yeah, you ain't getting on that plane. I hate to tell you, you are not getting on that plane. So, there's that. Um, it also... Um, Oh, now see, that's interesting too. It continues. I didn't know they could do this before. Um, I, I mean, I didn't realize this was a, a, a an issue, um, but airlines are uh, continued uh, to allow to refuse transporting a service animal um, based on breed. So let's say, for example, there was a thing, oh, where was it? Um, I had heard something and it was, somebody had thought all service animals were labs. All, all service dogs were blind. I'm sorry, all guide dogs were blind. And when a lady had a German Shepherd, she was harassed and told, no, no. Guide dogs are, are labs, not German Shepherds. German Shepherds are police dogs, not guide dogs. And so now you can't, you can't do that. If, if the person provides the DOT paperwork, all the documentation that is required to prove that this is a legitimate service animal, it doesn't matter if it's a pit bull, a Shih Tzu, or a Great Dane. It still has, you, you, cannot refuse based on the breed. It's just, you, you, you just can't do it. And so, you know, some of these seem a little like it should be like common sense, but I feel like it's like the McDonald's coffee cups that have to say warning hot beverages or whatever, it's hot, you know, it, it just, it seems like it should be common sense, but it's not. Um, and the other thing that this, this new ruling says is that if you're taking a long flight, um, you have to be able to ensure that your dog can hold itself. Like there ain't going to be no pooping on the plane, you know, none of that's going to be going down. You got to make sure, because that's just not acceptable. And if you think it might be a problem, maybe put a diaper, you know, one of those doggy diapers on your dog or whatever. But if it doesn't seem that your dog is going to be able to hold it for like a five hour flight, then you may be in some trouble. So you want to make sure that your dog is going to be able to, you know, last that long on, you know, without a, a potty break or a water break also, um, because you don't want to be giving them water on the plane. So it just, um, um, it just, it just, you don't want to do it. And a lot of times animals, dogs like Garmin is a, is a finicky traveler. He doesn't really go, to the bathroom in strange places unless he's about to explode. So, you know, but, um, let's see. 
Yep, you gotta have all your DOT. So yeah, have all your DOT forms. Um, keep your dog under control. Keep your dog well broom, well groomed. Um, and just be informed. Ultimately, you know, it's on us to be informed. So, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm happy to help you get the DOT paperwork you need if, if you're going to be traveling with a guide dog or any kind of service dog for the first time. Um, just shoot me an, e an email, GarminNavigates at Outlook.com. Um, if you have any other kind of questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, you know how I love all of that. Go ahead and post them on my social media Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin on Facebook and LinkedIn and at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. Um, two things. One, I've got two books left. So in my in my possession. So if you would like a personalized autographed copy, please send an email to Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com. It's 20 bucks. I'll mail it to you for free. Um, and then the other thing is, if you follow me on Facebook and you also have a Twitter account, can you please go follow me on Twitter? Because I only have like seven followers and like three of them are only people I know. So I know that Facebook is the more widely used by, by just the general public. Um, but I do have a Twitter, so I would appreciate it if you would go and follow me at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. And have a great weekend, guys. I'm going to try to do the same. I'm going to celebrate Carbon's life and Garmin's birth and just try to have a great time. Uh, remember, please, y'all, be a blessing to folks. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in our own stuff. So hand out blessings instead of beggings and work on compliments instead of complainings. And, oh, Best Friends Day is coming up June 8th. So if you've got a BFF, make sure to uh, send a nice little text letting him or her know how much you appreciate them on June 8th, National Best Friends Day. I like it. All right, navigators, have a great week. Toodles.